Tiggin Soki Radio Live number 119 this evening. It is Lunar Spotlight here along with DMJ654 for the next couple of hours. Welcome, everyone. Hello, everybody. Ah, and fashionably late is Zara, who will have to wait until uh, we can run a sound check. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he'll be on with us the next time we're here after the next uh, couple songs we run. So, yeah. Fashionably late. It's always like a thing. Yeah. Just, I never understood, like, I never could understand, like, oh, yeah, fashionably late. Like, when is late fashionable? I I mean... You could get written up at work if you're late. (laughs) What kind of excuse would that be? No, boss, I was trying to be fashionable. It's in right now. Haven't you seen (laughs) the trends on TikTok? (laughs) Being late is fashionable, guys. Like, check me out. Look at me and my time drip. Like... Time drip, excuse me. <laughs> time, time drip. That's what I'm calling it. Because like, I don't. Isn't that what like the kids these days use? I'm turning thirty, so like, come on. I don't use that term. My okay. My one of my other friends just turned the same age I am, <laughs> like a couple days ago, and so like I the the okay. Like take you back a little bit. I was in elementary middle high school it was like i kind of acquired this like small sorry relatively tight-knit group of like three or four people uh and all of us now are you know at that point where we're really starting to feel kind of a little bit detached from what everyone else (laughs) you know the kids these days like seriously i um there are some things that i am starting to like uh realize i don't entirely understand like uh yeah, I mean, every, every, what was it? I, I read an article just yesterday that it's something to do with like, uh, Gen Zers are using, they're like foregoing Google and using TikTok to search things. I'm like, how, what? How? Hold on. This is, okay, wait, hold on. Yeah, I'm holding. You just made me feel like <laughs> I'm like ancient. Like I would, like, like crumble to dust. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, there is, because like, first off, t- using TikTok to Google things makes my brain hurt. Just the just those words put together you, you in a just, sentence hurts. You just used a, a phrase that doesn't actually exist. It's not Googling. It's exactly. I, it's what, like, what, what is it called? I don't know. Talking. I don't know. <laughs> Flossing. No, no. I don't. I don't need <laughs> this in my here's life. Here's the other thing. Like you know about like you know you heard about the latest tiktok big security thing right uh no because i don't follow tiktok at all sorry okay okay <laughs> sorry, well, this actually has there. like huge this actually has like huge implications for the entire rest of the app industry nah. they uh it recently has been discovered that uh in tiktok's in-app browser it literally tracks your keyboard mm, great everything you type mm-hmm. unencrypted passwords everything so if you were using tiktok's in in-app browser for stuff for like signing into like paypal <laughs> uh, well, your password's unencrypted out there, pal. Jeez. Everything. And TikTok's just like, yep. That's just how it is. Man, I... You know, what's interesting every is... Day, every day I'm happy I'm not on TikTok. Yeah. As a as someone who's actually developed an app for, for the Google platform, uh, you know, the Google Play Store, I... Uh, there are... There's supposed to be, like, a permission that... You know, a permission or notification that tells you when something is either like being read or I think specifically it has more to do with stuff that's on the clipboard so if you want to like copy and paste something 
Uh, you will actually see this in Discord, uh, on, on the mobile app in Discord, I think. Uh, if you try to paste something, it'll have a little, it's called a toast, but it's a little notification sort of towards the bottom of the, of the screen that says, hey, uh, something was taken from your clipboard and it like just tells you a little bit you know like what's going on as it's as it's happening you know that's something that i noticed on my steam deck because lennox also does that to me it tells me what's in my clipboard and if it's being accessed mm -hmm. regardless of what i'm doing and i was just like "Ooh, that's nice yeah and that's, but, like, that's yeah. like a transparency thing but like back to me feeling old <laughs> yeah there was a time there was like uh i don't know i think it was like a couple couple months like a month ago I was like in a flea market and I saw like an, I can't remember what it was. Like it was an object. Oh, it was an eight track tape I see. in, in a, in a, in a uh, flea market and nobody had any idea what it was. And I was just like, Oh no, I'm just going to curl up in a ball because like when I grew up, eight tracks were like still a thing because people still had them and Wait, they were, were still they? in cars. You're younger than yeah, I am. Just... I don't remember actually like eight tracks in the wild. Dude, I... my like my parents' car still had an eight track tape. Like an eight track player. So we still had some eight tracks. That is kind of wild to me. I'm sorry. I didn't see I can't even picture what that looks like. Like I have Man, is it story time? I guess it's story time. So I, one of my high school friends' neighbors, had a reel-to-reel -reel player, and he was one day he was getting rid of a bunch of stuff because he was moving like several cities over, and he was like, "Hey, Lunar, do you want this thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's like it's old tech. It's kind of cool looking. Like, um, it didn't. I think it worked." at the time and like over as the years went on like it started sort of not working as well a reel-to-reel -reel, literally you have like this big six inch diameter spool of tape and you have to manually feed it through the reed head oh, yeah, 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 over yeah, yeah. to the other uh, the other reel you'll see these a lot in like movies that are trying to make it look like they're using old antiquated you know like uh if, if you have like uh like, I think some really old tape backups for digital, like, computer systems kind of worked on the same, the same kind uh, of way. Audio recording was like that, too, because, like, yeah. you, like, for detective work, I know, like, every, every detective, like, true crime TV show yeah. uses the reel-to-reel. It'll have to that, like, like, in the background, like, yeah. whether, whether they're using it for illustrative purposes, like an actual unit in the, the video itself, or as just, like, a background sort of something to to illustrate that hey this is like a recording or whatever like that's what it is it's a reel to reel i have one of those and um my my uncle actually restored it a, a few years back and it works really really well now to the point where i think he ended up um just like as a as a sample to to show me that stuff was working again he went out and uh dubbed a uh, one of Noisia's podcasts, so uh, you'll you'll. It's kind of funny actually. If you if you play that reel, it's this like old looking reel to reel, right? But it's playing like some of the most modern sounding like dubstep and trance that you've ever on this reel to reel. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, it, I it's have, good. <laughs> I I had we had fun facts. So when I was growing up in school. From grades one, from first to third grade, I think, because that's when they they built the annex and during second grade and then third, like halfway through third grade, it opened up. Mm -hmm. Our school was basically stuck in the 70s and 80s. Oh, man. 
when I was like in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So like we were still on like ma- like old school Mac ones. Like we're talking like any like we were playing things off floppy disks in like the original with the original like one button mouse. We had oh, those man. still sitting around. We had um we had actually our entire school had nothing digital. <laughs> and I remember when we needed to, we needed like a record, something to record for like a project. I think it was like in second grade. I think we had to, it was for like choir class and I had to record, uh, like me and my group, if we were doing something like we are singing and we were going to compare with another group and whatnot. And they checked us out a reel to reel. And I was just like, they checked out a reel to reel or the tape to go with one. Like, both like a reel-to-reel recorder you, and the tape was it like a compact one because the the reel-to-reel i have is it's got some weight to it uh, like they were the, they were the smaller ones like the ones that you that would sit on the tabletop for like uh-huh. um investigative recording but it was still like but it was like it was on a cart and it would roll up and then you would record and i was just like oh my gosh because uh, like th- you know you also have to remember I, this is this at the same time I'm rolling into school every day with a Walkman with a CD and headphones. Heck yeah! I, I literally just found the Discman player that uh, I was using uh, just a couple of days ago. I was digging around in, in storage. I have to find mine. Mine was like this ugly yellow, like really ugly. Yeah, yellow both both player. the Discman and like the Walkman for cassette tapes that I had are both like just standard gray. They're not very interesting looking, but. And it was our only Walkman in the house. So we had to share it amongst my little brothers. And I remember very specifically, the forward button was permanently stuck down because my little brother spilled juice on it. Ooh. Yeah. But it was like a chrome button. So you could clearly see how sticky it was. Yeah. Uh, You know, since we're on the topic, I I promise we'll get back to music in just a little bit here. But uh, on the topic of things that make you feel slightly old... I don't know if you maybe listened to one of the more recent WAN shows from LTT or something, but like, actually, I don't even know if it was them or someone else, but recently someone, I watched a video on YouTube, they had to explain to the audience what a projector was, like like a, like, oh, a, like an overhead oh, projector. Yes. Okay. No, I know exactly what you were talking about. That was the, the one where they were going through the Intel kit that they would pass out to teachers and Anthony oh, yeah. was going over and he had to explain what an overhead projector mm-hmm. was. Like, and the funniest part was I still had overhead projectors all the way up to when I moved and was in sixth grade, we still used overhead projectors. Then our school got like project actual projectors, but like, oh man, dude, I remember how like, and you know how like as a kid, you were always like pumped to go up to the overhead and draw Oh, dude, yeah, that was the pump. That was the most pumped thing. The, the moments, I, like, we, the moments when you could do that, it was like the teacher like invites students to like draw something. It's like that. That was special, you know. Like kind of the same thing, I guess, is just like drawing on the whiteboard or whatever. But man, and you want to know something? Yeah, no, no, you ready for this one? Sure. This is something I don't think a lot of children today, or probably in the past, like maybe ten ish, ten fifteen ish years, like being like figured out do you remember i don't know if you had like actual chalkboards but like you had to have the task to go out and bang out 
the erasers to get all the chalk dust off. Um, that was like a chore we had. That would have for okay. the longest time. So I'm pretty sure when I was in elementary school, whiteboards generally weren't really a thing. I think some like there was a newer portion of the school, like a, a newer part of the building that did have them. But from like first to third grade, every teacher had a blackboard. So yes, it would be the case where a student, a volunteer student, would need to open up like the emergency exit door with a couple of of chalk erasers and just just bang them out to. Get you know, so uh, and obviously they would do that outside because it made a mess everywhere. There's it, it created a cloud. You couldn't really do anything with that. <laughs> Somebody chats like I could be a boomer and write DOS drivers too, please. Like hold up, DOS is boomer too because we. I remember my grandma having DOS in while like in 1998 when Windows 98 was came she was still using DOS. In relative internet age terms, if you can write DOS, you're practically a sage. What's funny is I'm going to be talking about this later because, like, we have, like, these show docs. We have these things that we're supposed to Do follow and we're completely off topic. I don't care. This is fun. Let's. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, one of the things I was actually, I'm actually going to talk about is I'm writing, like, this Halo Reach primer thing for Lunar's, like, uh... Lunar's uh, live stream because when we get into Halo Reach, I'm going to have to like explain a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I found out was apparently like one of the characters that we're going to be meeting in Halo, in, uh, Halo Reach and has been in Halo in the background forever uh, learned command like command line like and command line is considered like Latin, Latin. like how Latin was like. Wait, like considered now like it's in, like a in halo itself or yeah oh, yeah boy. like in halo itself like the idea of command line and learning command line is like learning latin huh uh i just want to point this out flat in chat says i actually had to do pre-sales for a company who asked us to write a dos driver in 2022 people are very much still using dos uh, the only I mean, thing the closest thing i have to that is i worked for a company that okay so I, I did work for like an insurance company and they were still using a mainframe for part of their operations part of what we were doing was writing something that would eventually replace it but like mainframes man they're still out there very much today dude, dude no okay so there was a time where we had our at work our stacker which is like this giant like elevator uh, that holds up to like 50 fully pretty much fully built trucks um that go through paint uh just like working and then we had a windows update and it completely broke the dry uh, like whatever software was running on the elevator and is that how you guys we, got stuck in the elevator no <laughs> oh so it was a conspiracy was, the whole time but what happened was so with cold uh with uh with the elevator we were down for like weeks like we would come in and we would just clean for like 10 hours and just clean and clean and clean and clean and clean and what ended up happening was the entire system was built on cobalt and nobody knew how to code co cobalt in the immediate area and the only person that knows knows this specific machine and cobalt lived in australia and he was already on a job in china and we couldn't get him for like a week hmm. like that is insane so yeah that's a thing 
Hey, maybe we should uh, try to get back to some of the things that we're actually going to be talking about this evening. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's stop like like auditory. So we've got a we've got a bunch of music uh, on the horizon here. Uh, we recently on the station side in a regular rotation. We recently went through and started adding stuff from our backlog. So there's a bunch of new music in the regular rotation now, um, but there's still a lot of music that is just a little bit too new for us to put in the rotation. We like to wait around six months from the date of release until it goes into the rotation. Uh, and that's for some reasons, but uh, we'll still play some of it here on the station uh, on during our live shows because I want to give you a little bit of a preview of uh, what's going to be coming up here in the next few months. Uh, I think the date for that is, it's like mid-November is when some of the 2022 stuff from the most recent Retaisai, I think, that was still, what was that, March, April, May? Okay, I have to count backwards from 11. That's, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's still been a little bit too recent, so that stuff's going to be out in the regular rotation a little bit. Uh, we've got some of it tonight, though, from... Uh, looks like Shibi on Records. We've got some Iron Attack. We've got uh, some RD Sounds. We've got uh, Tumaneko. And some other artists that I don't think are super familiar here. We've got Twitter Tohobu, as well as... Uh, a couple of others as well and so yeah um we're gonna start out this evening with a song that's i think actually we're just going to call this next block the dmj block because i think both of these are, are songs that dmj either picked up or is a pretty big fan of we've got the glitter from history begins arc brown uh, coming up and then after that something from iron attack off the album flames of deliverance and uh, if you're not on discord yet discord.gg slash gensokyo join us over there for the conversation we'll be back in just a little bit here on gensokyo radio live number 119 It's a lovely night 
here on Gensoki Radio Live number 119 this evening. Thank you for joining us. I am Lunar with DMJ654 and Zara, who has been properly sound checked this time around. <laughs> Read my sound check. It happens, man. It happens. It happens. So, <gasps> speaking of happenings, we have a very exciting happening that happened recently. And as in recently, as in like. Like now. Literally, just mere minutes ago, we uh, wanted to put this out after it happened. But uh, yeah, we've got some big news on the horizon. We we teased this a little bit in our event announcements for this evening, and it is time to reveal that Gensoki Radio is going to be making an appearance at Toho Fest. Ta-da! So, yeah, yeah. we're going to be there. It's um, pretty exciting. I'm excited to finally be getting out of the house a little bit after these these last, oh, what has it been? Six, seven, eight years, nine years? Yeah, it's ten, like ten years. Yeah, no. It's, uh, yeah, it, what? Feels, it, feel, it, it feels, feels like, like forever. That's, that's the whole point. Like, it's been two, three years more realistically. But yeah, it's been a while since we've been out there, and I am super excited to finally be. Uh, getting out there in front of people, meeting with fans again, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Toho ex- Fest in 2023 in Southern California. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking a I bit already kn- more about that over the over the months here. But, um, yeah, what, what do you got, DMJ? I, I'm, I'm excited because I already know some people that are going. And, uh, oh, really? I'm really, yeah. And they're going to, I'm about to be, like meeting up with them because they seem like they're pretty sweet dudes and i need to kind of check out what they're doing but the one thing i am excited for and i am going to uh i'm gonna put the the city of la on blast (laughs) if in and out is not up to my like standards oh boy like the hype Mm -hmm. i will be coming after you as a city (laughs) Like did, I will, I will put you on blast for having a bad burger. Do, do they not? I'm sorry. Do they not have them over there where you are? No, we have no. no there's, there's no in and out over here. Yeah. No. I don't get to try this. I see the closest I got. We have Freddy's. We got we got Freddy's, which I haven't even had yet. That's more of an Indiana thing. But we're just getting one in our town, and then we have f- like five guys. I have not tried a Whataburger. I have not tried an in and out. I have not tried a Shake Shack. Basically, um, West Coast is in and out East Coast is Five Guys. These are the two equivalencies. Hmm. Yeah. And then New York's just like a blood feud town where all of them exist. We don't talk about New York. <laughs> and, I mean, everything has to be in New York. You can be in some, you know, ho-dunk town on the opposite side of the country and New York. <laughs> That's basically what ends up happening. But yeah, like, to- uh, like Toho, the, 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 the con, dude, like, I'm, oh, dude. Like, it's going to feel so good to be out, be with the people, actually be like at our, is it like, it's, it's kind of weird, like being at, being at like a centralized con just for our niche. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it, it'll be pretty neat. Uh, I've been trying to think of some, some ideas, you know, some, some things like, obviously there, there are some things that we plan on doing, uh, you know, we plan on doing a panel we plan on being there in person the three of us plus nano is so like it's gonna be all four of the active staff members will be there and that actually hasn't happened for a long time like not since boston so yeah 
hang, hanging that out with the crew. The before time. The before time. <laughs> yeah, since the before people are unironically calling it that. I'm like, no, don't encourage it. I've heard people call it that, and I just I feel bad about it. Like it's just be like, dude, it was like only a couple of years ago. But then like, if you go and you watch YouTube videos from like 2019, things like things seem like a better time. It's like people just going out sort of, doing things. Part of it is nostalgia, and part of it is this sort of like paranoia of the um, of the virus, the coof. Yeah. Did you say that, DMJ? Like before 2019, I, I think back to like the uh, the the things that like people were complaining about. It's like, man, this is so difficult. I I think one of the one of the larger YouTubers out there, Markiplier, literally posted a video saying, "I survived." 2019 or 2018 or something i was like really really <laughs> putting that in heavy like perspective now is a little bit awkward so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like yeah and it's actually kind of kind of like be nice to kind of see all of our listeners especially if there's i definitely i hope there's some listeners going i'm i hope I'm there are positive they're going to be like yeah and if if you're not i i hope you will because we look forward to I mean, I, I want to see as many faces out there I know as, one, I, as I can. So. I do know one listener slash uh, actually another guest of the con oh. that is going, and I'm excited. Oh, okay. Cool. So, well, like, and I, and I can't wait to meet up. And we're going to probably be talking about them just a little bit later. But, yeah. Oh. Okay. Are, are we like I'm? I'm actually not sure who you're talking about. They're on the dock. Uh, <laughs> I have them highlighted. Okay, fine. I see it. I see it. Interesting. Fair <laughs> it's enough. Like yeah, frantically yeah. scanning the document. Yeah. Frantically scanning the document when it's like top. <laughs> well, it's top but, of yeah. your mind. You you've only been talking about them for the last uh, what couple weeks or something. Well, it's because they they <sighs> comic at one hundred happened. And I sat here and I was just like, oh man, yeah, this is just going to come and go like any other, like, like yeah, no, any the way, other comic. I'm, I'm going to be picking up some stuff from there. So I look forward to it. Hey. Yeah. Uh, but then what those guys dropped completely threw my entire review schedule out of whack mm. because I have to slot them in because the conversation has changed. Do you want to actually mention who you're talking about? Okay, yeah, because I think I brought it up in the in the Discord. Okay, guys. So currently, I'm the next review I'm working on is the 10th anniversary of Seated with Liquor, and my initial goal with that was just, just like look at that album and what 10 years of Toho metal looked like, or like what what has Toho looked like up to this point, 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, like, there was going to be this whole thing, like, yeah, there's some groups that showed up, and there was, I was going to be, there was another band I was going to review coming afterwards uh, that was going to be like, and these guys are kind of like the people that are coming out of, like, coming out of, like, their spotlight. And then there's, like, this little group called Home Game. I'm going to make sure I pronounce this right. This is important. Home Game of Gensokyo, which is, like, this group of metal artists that like do some do like put out an album barrage am ring style that absolutely positively is now the keystone of the next 10 years of toho music like bar none this if i am going to review toho metal music this album 
home gang of Gensokyo 2, Create to Destroy, will be the the bar that all will be kind of reviewed against because there's so much high quality work such great vocalization so many standout performances by absolutely everybody it rips it's there's like there are three songs on there that are like tech technical death metal like master classes like there's a vocalist on there that i've never heard of in my life ux who is like reminds me of like a young tom barber growing up who are doing whistle screams there's like this weird like this this sound that comes out of like out of ux that i don't understand it sounds like cricket noises but it's like super <laughs> deep and like absolutely no like you you don't understand like this all sounds like <laughs> like like it's just like absolutely crazy but like in the context of metal what he he's making noises i've never heard of it sounds like if lorna shore put out like an actual toho track it is crazy you have like some of the like really good folk metal there's this track i gotta go find it now i have it like thankfully i have it still up on my on my foo bar here but what is it uh romantic doll doll squallow scream best metalcore track in toho bar none oh boy the nastiest breakdown followed by the absolute insane guitar solo oh man like this this album here it's just I I it's I oh I am I have gone going on record now and I have gone on record before. It is Toho metal essential listening, regardless of genre. Wait, regardless. So, hmm. regard go, like like right. regardless if you're into folk metal, regardless if you're into power metal, regardless if you're into Hi. metal. This is essential listening. I'm gonna hold you to that. It's, uh, like, there's a lot of words you've said in the last like few minutes that have been pretty big and pretty. Uh, I will pretty. I'm holding myself to them yeah. because I'm not <laughs> kidding you. This album changed a lot of things. It changed a lot of the game behind everything's going on. And the best part about it is like you can go pick this up now. Like it is not like you have to wait until Comicet, like all the Comicet surplus makes it. You mm-hmm. can go get this now. It is so good, and I I don't even think the album's like 100 complete yet because I think there's one track missing. Oh really? If I remember correctly, hmm. yeah, there is one track missing that didn't make it because of production. I think it released. Okay. Sure, because it is, it is. Oh, it's just so insane. Okay. There's a feature on here from uh uh undead corp too so if you're an undead corp fan you need to check it out yeah fair enough there's a lot to unpack there and we don't have that album ingested which means it's not on our website yet but we do have it among our team so it will uh, be forthcoming probably next month sometime it'll be on our site we might be able to play it during a show and uh actually i don't even know when the date for c100 would be but it's gonna be a while before it hits the rotation so yeah, yeah uh, a lot of good stuff there though yeah there is a lot so yeah. we got that how does that factor in with your next review then you said it was the kind of like upended some things 
yeah it's going to be the next review after seated with liquor because okay. we're seated with liquor was like what the past 10 years have been this is now what the next 10 years are going to be okay like what we are measuring 10 years from today onward okay cool fair enough uh what else do we got here um we kind of we kind of stepped away from the whole like hey we're gonna be guests thing to talk about uh someone that did wait did you say that you like they like you talked to them and they were planning on on attending or no though they were they were brought on as guests oh as well well dang i totally i i missed yeah. that one actually <laughs> yeah congratulations to armpit maiden i uh, think is that's who it is okay it's going and they're and they're definitely a listen they're a listener yeah Interesting. Well, I I am informed now. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I well, I know you are. Jeez. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. LA is gonna be so fun, and also stressful because it's LA. Yeah. You know what? Um, actually, yeah. No, I I haven't uh, I haven't been able to talk about this yet on the show because we obviously hadn't announced it until today. But um, here's the stressful thing for me. You think it's gonna be stressful for you? Here's what I'm going through. That oh yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's happening that weekend. I know what's happening. So, um, so, and obviously we've been talking about this for quite some time leading up to it. But um, you know, I'm, I'm talking with the folks at uh, at Toho Fest and getting all this straightened out, and we've got like the dates set up and stuff. And I I want to say about a week after I signed the paper. Um, my friend sends me a letter in the email and says, uh, hey, I'm getting married, and here's the date. And the date is the Friday before day one of Toho Fest. So I'm flying not to Los Angeles, but to San Francisco <laughs> on Friday. Oh, and then you got to come up. And then, no, I have to go down. I have to oh, go down, down, sorry. Down from San like Francisco. Geography. Down from San Francisco the morning of, and I have to get there, like, in just time. Take, just take the wedding to the con. I, I yeah, well, uh, here's, here's, here's the more frustrating thing. Like, the actual wedding is, like, an hour north of San Francisco. So, like, travel within or around San Francisco is going to be its own challenge. And then I have to figure out how to get, like where I need to be in time for things. So, yeah. Uh, it's, what's going to be interesting is I'm going to be fairly reliant on, you know, my other staff team here to, like, do some of the initial setup and things because we're going to, like, I, the plan is that we're going to have, like, our own table and things. You'll be able to say hi to us and we might have some, like, like merch or something there. We don't entirely know what that's going to look like yet, but uh, yeah, there's like stuff to set up ahead of time. So I hope you guys are ready. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm re- I'm re- I'm ready. Yeah. But here's the thing that's uh, uh, I'm laughing at it in my head. Yeah. If you ever are like having issues like getting around California during this time, just remember always curse Elon Musk because he absolutely obliterated the thought of a high-speed rail system thanks to Hyperloop. <laughs> hmm. He obliterated it. <laughs> you guys are getting a high-speed trade until Elon Musk completes Hyperloop. Well, anything happened. California wants to blame Elon Musk for for leaving, Elon Musk just turns around and goes, you have done that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I can 
like if there were a line, like a high-speed line from SFO to LAX or somewhere near those areas. There could have been one by now. That would have been pretty swell, but there's not, so yeah. So yeah, uh, I think that's about it for me. Like Rush just says he knew Hyperloop wouldn't work when he proposed it, and kind of my my counter rebuttal is that business people propose things all the time they know won't work just to kind of gauge the room. Yeah. But you know what the other thing is that we have yet to figure out is how how creative are we going to get with, like, the table that we have? Technically, it's a booth space. Like, it's a 10 by 10 thing that we're going to have. Um, and, like, it'll be fine to just, like, be there and say hi to people and sign stuff. But, like, you know, um, the last time that we went to a convention together, we did a live show there. <laughs> And uh, yeah. we had some additional equipment and things set up, and we were able to to talk with people, do some like on location interviews and things. Like that would also be really cool. Again, I'm just throwing out ideas, and not nothing like, set in stone at this point. But I would think it would be pretty cool to have the have like a like as long as we are on the floor, we're alive. Yeah. Oh well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like just just like do a do a live show. With like we'll again we'll have the music, but it will be more like a radio broadcast where it's like we'll cut in every like you know five to eight minutes. That reminds me. Uh, I will rely on you guys to have a soundboard doing <laughs> just sound effects everywhere. Oh boy, yeah, actually, you know that like reminds, a real radio. That remind yeah, you're not wrong, but that reminds me of like uh, going to the state fair. Basically, every FM radio station, even some of the AM radio stations, are on location. They have. Like these giant, like lots. That's what I'm like envisioning in my head. Uh, where they just do a large portion of their programming, their broadcast, on location. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've told this story before, but like, I remember this one, like this random guy on the corner of the street at the fair was holding a microphone, reading off of us like just a piece of paper, and it was a wireless mic. But like, he's he's talking, he's reading off the thing. And it doesn't seem like what he's really saying makes sense, but like 15 seconds later or something like that, I realize what he's saying is coming out of the speakers behind him, and that's on the radio right now. So <laughs> it was a really cool sort of like moment that I had seeing like that live production happen in person. But also, it was really jarring because there was no one else around him. There was no tech staff. There was no like second person. Like, I, I don't like, it was just a dude in a microphone. That's all it was. And all the rest of the stuff was happening like in the tent or at their like broadcast center or wherever. Like it was just kind of interesting. So you know what? I want to have that moment at Toho Let's Fest. do it. We need to do it. <laughs> I want to like, be let's able to do that. And like, like how often do you, uh, California PD check the, the wattage of the lasers to use because I think a laser light show would be uh, great. <laughs> oh no! Uh, like have a laser light show. Uh, disco, only if you're disco being ball. obvious about it, like mm. say a laser light show. I yeah. Ah, uh, it'll be fine. It, we can say that it's like you know for I don't know. We're, we're, it's, it's the new technology we're using to swat flies. Yeah, it's, I mean uh, technically it's gonna burn everything in sight, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, how, how buggy are you expecting it to be in Southern California? I don't know. I'm just saying uh, it keeps the scorpions away. I don't know. Can we just use uh, Can we just use uh, M856A1 tracer for that? Uh, that won't work. That that would work, but also they're hmm. for signaling. 
Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're signal tracers, okay? Oh, dude. I'm uh, just, yeah. It's like the bad I'm signal. I'm so hyped for this, dude. Stares I, I, aggressively in M5, M5, uh, A56A1. Yeah, Vershake says they're, they're for signaling. You're expecting an airdrop. It's like the bat signal. Yeah, it's the bat signal. That's what it is. Except instead of the bat signal, it's just a... Well, if you use, uh... If you use, uh... If you use 556, uh, tracer to signal for an airdrop, you might have more drop than just the drop. Yeah, instead of the bat symbol, it's just a cutout of the GR logo. That's what I was about to say. It's the GR logo in the sky. It's just moving around, and then suddenly you just got, you know, Lunar just coming out, and he's got, like, a, like a, like a, I don't know... What would be the the Toho equivalent of a superhero costume come out? Um, like a, <laughs> Lunar comes out. And he's just uh, like, did somebody uh, say they need a radio show? Shoot, I've actually had some like idea. I don't know. Um, what was it? I think I had a couple ideas. It was either going to be like similar to what. Um, oh, who is it? Yoko Taro, like the like the the mask that he always wears. Yeah. Um, except it's it's a moon and a little bit less creepy looking, uh, or just like go on Amazon and get like a thirty dollar Among Us costume and just be in that for the whole time. <laughs> so so like screams got crossed in my head because at the same time you said that flat bartender said Lunar comes out dressed as Miko. So now I'm imagining in my head you come out as an Among Us but dressed as Rimu. So so the Among Us costume has like the bow, the hair ties where you think hair should be. I don't know. Yes. And then like the gohei with the ribbon at the end like Yes. And then the, the skirt, the shirt, they got the sleeves, the whole get up. And it's of course like the the, the the main like Among Us character that everyone think of uh, thinks of when they think of the game is the red one, so that would go perfectly yeah. with the color scheme of Raymo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just oh my gosh, and it goes perfectly with her personality because she just goes around and gets Sokyo saying, You did it! No, you didn't, you did it. There's been an incident, and it was me. <laughs> oh wait, I did it. <laughs> Emergency meeting declared. <laughs> that's, that's basically how Toho could be solved. It's just giant Among Us game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh man, dude. Right. I'm so done. There's I'm there's some good done. stuff here. Uh, we're gonna we get got music. We got. <laughs> we do have music. Believe it or not, this is a radio thing. So, we got a couple of songs coming up here. We're gonna go just a little bit harder here with some Space Electro coming up. After that, something from East New Sound, and then after we're back, we're gonna do Countries and Listeners. So just as a reminder to folks out there, what that is, we read out the countries uh, that listeners are currently from. We also read the names of anyone who's logged into our website and connected uh, at least once from wherever they logged in from. You don't have to be actively logged in. That's just like a do it once, and as long as your IP doesn't change, like you're good. So um, you can do that while these songs are going, or just make sure to reconnect after you log in so that it does the thing, and then I'll be able to read your name at the end. Um, yeah, that's countries and listeners, and we've got a couple songs coming up here. Once again, something from Space Electra after something from East New Sound. We're back here on live number 119. <laughs>
are back here on Gensok Radio Live number 119 this evening. It is August 20th, 2022, where we're currently at, and we've got a collection of folks who are currently listening from the following countries. We've got Argentina, Austria, Canada, Chile, China, Egypt, hello, Finland, France, Germany, Hungary, Japan, Latvia, the Netherlands, Russia, Sweden, Ukraine, the UK, and the US. And of those people who have bothered to log in, again, I keep saying this every time, you don't have to be actively logged in, you just need to log in once from wherever you're listening from, and then reconnect if you just did it for the first time or whatever. But right now we've got folks, uh, including Aaron, Arani, Can't Find Remote, Chris1, Cybafiba, DMJ, ETG, Flat Bartender, Karska, Kasserkin Sasser, Kortamu, Kuranai, Ranger, RedexGB, Resrec, and Zelgrad. Hello, everyone. And thank you, everyone else who's also listening. We love you, too. Um, uh, unless, uh, uh, well, actually, the person I hate you all isn't even here right now. Where have you gone? Uh, yeah, no. Um, everyone Maybe who's listening is great. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they don't hate everybody again. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, uh, we're, it's all good. We're good here. So. <laughs> Mob the radio man said my name. Every time. All right, we've we've got some uh, stuff to talk about. Why is the episode called Milestone? Uh, there are actually a few milestones that we have to talk about. The probably though the most prevalent one of which is Comic Market 100. 100 markets. Uh, it's been some time. It got a little weird at the end. Uh, the only market ever canceled happens kind of within the last few years here. But then we had a whole bunch of like air comic markets and like. One of the events was postponed a couple times before it actually happened, but you know now it appears that they're back on schedule and things are kind of managed, and uh, we got to 100. So yeah. Um, what's interesting? I don't know how closely you were following uh, Comic Market this time around, DMJ, but this one was a little bit unusual because like the the majority of uh, Comic Cats have been three days, to my knowledge. At least, like, more recently. And then things got a little weird when, like, the 2020 Olympics were planned and sort of in that area, uh, where they ended up stretching some of the events out to four days. Uh, they also, at some point, started doing admission, uh, whereas before it was free, you didn't need a ticket, you didn't even really need to buy a catalog or anything, you could just walk in and the market was free to, to enter. But uh, now it's ticketed, so that's different. Um, and then... This latest one, C100, was only two days, which is, again, really quite different from what it's been normally. So, But with that said, we still had a lot of good music come out. Uh, we like to do this thing called uh, Comic Cat Watch. We also do Retai Sai Watch during when it's Retai Sai. And we tweeted about a bunch of different uh circles and their album announcements and things like that and the whole point of that is just to get the albums out there just to 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 get the circles and the artists out there because a lot of times they'll they'll talk about their stuff in japanese but we have a lot of english speaking uh uh folks who like to to listen to our station so we like to just get them out there in a different way so um we had a short list of circles i ended up uh, being able to signal boost this time around. We had uh, tweets from Akatsuki Records, Elstermaria Records, C-Clay's Cool and Create, Crazy Beats, Datfile Records, 
Digital Wing, East New Sound. Um, one that was new to us, uh, there's a couple different names. It's either Hagisof or Asomosphere. Uh, so that's a new one to us. They had something that they were releasing at Comic Market, so we also tried to, to get some of the like the smaller, lesser-known circles out there, although admittedly they're hard to find, so there just ends up not being too many of them. Uh, we also had Hatsune Tsumiko's Jericho's Law, which I haven't really uh, seen anything from in a while, so it was cool to see something from them. Olife Japan, uh, Peridot, or Perido. That's another one that's going to be new to us. Shiner Bancho, Space Electro, Tam Music, and Tokyo Active Neats. And um, the one that I retweeted from Tam Music, really it's a in, on Twitter, they call it a quote tweet, but like basically it points to their original tweet. We also kind of end up uh, sort of translating it in a way, but also like pointing people to like where they can find it at a physical table at the event if they just so happen to be there on, in person on location. Or if not, then at least folks are aware that, hey, there's like a new album coming out from that circle and maybe they should uh, check it out once it hits the stores or uh, when it becomes available digitally, if that's more your jam. So, uh, of course, we like to we like to point out when it's coming out to stores because that's usually the channel we go through. It's the channel we've been going through for many years at this point. Um, I, I did want to point out the... The one from Tam Music was interesting because it wasn't a specific album from him. It was more, uh, he had posted a photo of the process of duplicating a bunch of CDs. Just like, uh, so you, you, he had a couple of stacks of CD duplicators and all the CDs had the same label on them. And it's just like a visual representation of what some of the circles do to get their works out there because as uh, again like and i've talked about this many times before including in one of our meetup events but a lot of this stuff is still physical in fact the majority of music i would argue the, the majority of new music that is published and out there is still physical so and that, that obviously surprises a lot of folks in sort of a country and a culture where everything tends to be digital these days so yeah it's just one of the things that makes this a little different it's kind of one of the things that makes it charming, in my opinion, but, yeah, you know, that's just me, maybe, but... So there you go. We also had some game stuff, DMJ. You helped out a little bit with this one, so uh, maybe you want to start it out? So, also at comic Cat yeah. 100, there was also a mainline Toho release. There was. Toho 18.5. <laughs> the 100th Black Market. Yeah. I think... So, uh really interesting to see this game <laughs> um first off new marissa design yeah everyone uh, like when that announcement went up from zune everyone speculated about like the color of marissa's eyes and some of the other things in the image that was along with that and which i just like I, yeah like i'm looking yeah okay her eyes are red she just needs visine <laughs> Red eyes, clear eyes is awesome. Anyone remember that commercial? <laughs> ben Stein. Yes, it is Ben Stein. Ben oh, I'm so happy ben you remember that. Person. Holy cow. <laughs> I Nobody remembers Ben Stein. He is like, if you're talking about like, you need the most deadpan reader, <laughs> you get Ben Stein. Did, do you remember Do you remember the, the show he had, Win Ben Stein's Money? Yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Man, that, that takes was me back. Yeah, that's a ridiculous show. Yep, it's, uh, we're, we're back onto the theme of things that no one else is going to remember because we're, we're 
they're, they're too young or we're too old. I'm not sure which way to put it, but anyway. Uh, but, so, yeah, yeah what's, what's unique about this one, DMJ? Uh, it's a sequel. <laughs> but, like, a proper sequel. <laughs> uh, uh, like, it's... Yeah. It's a direct continuation of another game. Uh, so, essentially, this game is the sequel to Unconnected Marketeers. Uh, Marissa has to go solve investigate an incident, which should have already been resolved for some reason. Hmm. Uh, this game is meant to be played over and over again, and you collect cards like as you go through each playthrough. So, like, each time you play, you have a different set of cards that you can play with. Okay, cool. Which is really nice. Um, what's also really interesting, and this is just, you know, me looking at the uh, actual game, the cards themselves has possibly the most adorable art I've ever seen. Uh, don't know if that's Zun's art, but it's adorable. Oh, have so you, have you seen it? actually, um, I don't know the full story behind this, but I know that at least one of those was drawn by Zune's wife. <gasps> oh, that's actually so, yeah. cute. So, yeah, um, I, again, I, I've only heard that in passing. I haven't actually looked into it really, but I know that like the little illustrations on those cards uh, just might be from different people. Um, so, yeah. Oh, you just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually now pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, dude, yes. Yes. Ah, uh, but it looks it looks pretty sweet. Like, I actually like some of the like some of the gameplay I'm looking at here. Mm -hmm. Uh I mean it just looks like a standard Toho game. It looks like you know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit? Like impossible spell card, but like if possible and spell card was beatable. Oh. I mean, that's why they call it the impossible. Spell yeah, card, yeah, it kind of fits like a, whole a little bit. Point, but yeah, <laughs> but still, like, I like this. Also, like, how, like him actually putting out a game for Comic Cat One Hundred, and actually, uh, do you guys have like the the translated, uh, the translated page for uh, the Steam listing uh, for eighteen point five? Yeah. Yeah, I have it up right now. I love how at the end of the whole thing, it just, like, if you click, uh, where is it? Read more at the very end. It's like, this game was created to commemorate with the 100, with the 100th comic market. Congratulations. Like, I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, what's interesting is, um, you mentioned that this is basically a, a sequel to another of the sort of spinoffs. And. Wait, was it a spin? Hold on, was it a spinoff or was it one of the? It was a mainline point zeros. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, so but yeah, this sort of continues after that, and the the name, like, fits. I, it's almost like he planned this. Does yep. Zoom, does he plan anything? Does anyone know if I don't know? Because because this, this seems, you know, just a little bit planned at least. Can we can we at least appreciate that on the Steam system requirements that he's on still like passionately loves people with low spec yeah core duo core two duo or faster it's honestly yeah. i'm pretty sure i have a core two duo sitting like in a back room in a, like an ancient xp system <laughs> you need shader, a shader model 2.0 yeah you just uh you need one meg or no one meg one gig of ram uh direct x 9.0 what are they up to now 
We're we're up to DirectX 12, yeah. and then you also have like we have you have you have you ever seen DirectX 9? The DirectX 9, uh, the name for the DirectX 9 uh, emulation on DirectX 12. It's the longest title for anything oh. I've seen Microsoft put out. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. It's but. like DirectX. It's like DirectX 9 3D on on 12x. Oh. Um, and then the I remember the version of DirectX 9.0 was always 9.0 C. Everyone would like there was a different version of that or something. I don't know. That to me, like it felt like that particular version lasted forever. And then when 10 was coming out, they had like there were demo, uh, like demo previews of like like Far Cry or like stuff like that, where like the 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 faces looked so realistic. And honestly, they still kind of do. Like, but. Man, it's just, I don't know, a bit of a tangent, but man, graphics have come a long way. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I'm actually, and people are liking this game a lot. I'm like, I'm reading through a little bit of the reviews on um, on Steam and like one of the be- things I'm seeing is like, this one's actually replayable. It's got way more card combinations than the last game, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm actually kind of like, I got the game. I still need to get it working on my deck. Well, it works. I just have to get it over there. And then I have to get it working within Steam input. And then I got to figure out how the patcher is going to work. Yeah, that's always a that's a that's always a question. You know, I I saw someone ask like how long it was going to take them to patch L- literal minutes after it ended like it's became available on Steam. So someone is like, "When's it? How long is it going to take for the English patch?" I'm like, oh my goodness! I know the the folks who do the English patch stuff are wicked fast. They're really good. Oh yeah, they're wicked fast. I think there's is there's still like they're still working on it, right? Like it's still I, taking, a, taking I, them a minute. I, I'm sorry, I just I don't know because I, I I have limited attention, and this is just like one of those things that I've been aware of, but I don't like pay super close attention to. So, dude. I'm just like, I'm I'm excited because I really want to play this one. Plus, I also really like um, like going like going through and just looking at the screenshots. Like some of these backgrounds look really nice. Mm-hmm. Like I can make these wallpapers. Wait. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I wrote this. So that happened. There was also other other games that came out on Steam. Yeah, That's we could thing. we could go that route, sure. So we've got a whole collection of Steam games. We like oh. to cover the games out on... Yeah, what's up? Oh, I completely forgot. We went through the whole trouble of trying to look up. There was other things that also... Yeah, okay, that's the other, other path. That's the, that's what I was yeah. saying, my, my, my subtle reference. The milestones, yeah. right? So we just talked about 18.5, came out at Comic Market 100. Uh, but there were a couple of other game-related milestones or anniversaries that happened recently. Uh, the one that we tweeted about was that em- Embodiment of Scarlet Devil turned 20 years old uh, just, uh, what was it, like a week ago or something? Pretty recently. Um, and oh, I feel ancient. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I feel about you saying that, but... Uh, Embodiment of Scarlet Devil was the first game for Windows, so it is, like we mentioned on Twitter, I, I, I pointed out that like basically this was one of the games that really got Toho started uh, out in just like, it, it 
amassed fans much more quickly than I think the PC98 games. And DMJ, actually, you had looked up some interesting stats about like how many of the PC98 games uh, had set, had sold. Uh, pre presumably, I don't know how accurate these numbers are, but like I'm I'll, assuming yeah. they might be like they're based on numbers like at the comic market. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like what? So. What was that like? Because that was interesting to me. But uh, you so highly responsive to play. This is all according to Wikipedia, but this is this is this is uh, off the Toho Project page. It says highly responsive to players. It says according to Zud, thirty copies of the of the game were sold. Story of Eastern Wonderland, fifty copies were okay. sold. So thirty and fifty copies respectively. Okay. Okay. Phasmagoria of Dim Dream was like a hundred to hundred and fifty copies. Okay. Okay. Lotus Land story was two to three hundred, mm. and then I, I don't have a number for Mystic Square, but I'm assuming it's like in that ballpark. Sure. Okay. That that seems reasonable. And then the thing about Toho Six is that Embodiment of Scarlet Devil, like, you know, um, there are a, a, at least a couple of songs that are well known, memed to, to, like into the ground and back, like, uh, even today there are people who continue to make fan-made arrangements and things of songs from that game and it came out 20 years ago so i mean chirno is technically from that game so yeah that, yeah. that, that boosts a lot of it yeah that's that's also true so and then we also had a couple of other games uh there was one i think yeah it was highly highly responsive to prayers came out august 15th 1997 it was displayed before that whatever that's supposed to mean i don't think that really means a demo but like as the first game we're getting into some pretty early stuff that was comic market 52 so if you think about it the other the other interesting thing is that zune has been at these things for almost 50 comic markets almost half the time the market itself has been around that's kind of crazy that is kind of crazy to think about and with the with the postponements and stuff i think at this point it actually is time-wise about half the time that comic market's been around although although i don't actually know if they were twice a year uh in the early days of like how long that's been a thing so i don't really know but uh, number wise yeah um there's a lot of events that he's been around for and uh, been selling stuff at. So, the other one that sort of is coupled with that is Story of Eastern Wonderland. And uh, did you say that was published at the same time as one? Yeah, it says right here on the top. It says okay. second game in the series was released alongside Highly Responsive to Prayers at 52. Interesting. Well, there you go. Some more information for you guys. Some milestones that Zune has hit, some milestone, or at least one milestone that Comic Market has hit. Uh, some pretty interesting stuff there. So, uh, at this point, we can get into Steam games, or we can leave that up to the next break here, if you'd like. Yeah, we can probably leave it till the next break. All right. We'll jump into a couple more songs here. This next one is Hide and Seek from Affectionate Revenge. After that, something from uh, Artie Sounds, looks like. Let me just make sure that I've got this right here. Because, no, Hide and Seek was the one I just played. Yeah, it's a good thing I double-checked it. I was like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. Uh, let me grab this one from Artie Sounds. And then after that will be something from... Here we go. Yeah, Artie Sounds. Something from uh, Tumaneko after that. That's going to be an interesting one. It's very... I don't know. DMJ. You know what Dempa is? 
I know with that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little bit squeaky, but also it has an incredibly catchy beat. So uh, look forward to that. All right. These two songs will be back after this just a bit here in Good Security Live number 119.
Soki Radio Live number 119 with Lunar DMJ and Zara this evening. We've got a whole collection of games to get through on Steam. So yeah, we do. Let's, uh, let's get into it. What do we got this time around, DMJ? <sighs> you want me to so, go instead? <laughs> yeah, you, you start first. Okay. I don't know actually where you right, start right. here. Uh, well, let's start at the top. So we've got a game here. Wow. <sighs> Okay, I see what you're grappling with, DMJ. How do I even pronounce this? Uh, no Susception? Voltaic Marketplace. It is another Marketplace-named game. Is this actually Toho? Let me see. Oh, well, it's themed after Toho. What character is this? Um, it looks like it is, but it actually has no Toho characters. Lol. Moving on. <laughs> no no it's actually deceiving like uh yeah it, it i mean it's a it's a curtain fire game the screen layout looks pretty similar to uh, look like if you just search toho on steam you're gonna probably end up finding this all right let's go to this next one then ah uh, shoot i'm gonna need to use a tool that dmj probably normally uses to be able to pronounce this one hold on Uh, okay, I don't, I don't want the ah Hina Chan Breaker. Okay, so it's just yeah, it's a Hina Chan Breaker. Anyway, this one is what does it look like here? Uh, English language not supported. Ah, only the best here on Gensoki Radio and Steam game announcements. Uh, what are these images trying to show me? Um, it okay. Hina's building a cake. There's a bowling ball that just hit the building. Is this like? Angry Birds? It's Angry Birds. It's Angry Birds. Interesting. It's Angry 
but there are no birds. They're just like characters and objects and well. Now, he knows, I would like to go on. on. I, would, I would like to go on record and say I Google translated this one. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. And when I Google translated it, one of my favorite lines is somehow for some reason, Hina barricading herself into the space is somehow violent. I don't know how. It doesn't look violent, and she is demanding sweets because she is upset about not being in a mainline game and for so long. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I find that hilarious that when it when a the game gets meta like that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, what else we got here? Is that pretty much? Yeah, that looks like it's pretty much it. Minimum operating system requirements. Windows 10. That's it. Using Windows 10. You, you, like, if, if it's a potato, but it can run Windows 10, you're good, apparently. All right. Let's yep. see here. Uh, that's ooh, second break on Steam, apparently. Uh, there was some DLC that came out for Toho Monster TD, or Tower Defense, that is, uh, where it's the Moco DLC. So that comes out with, uh, looks like, um, Moco, Aiden, and... Uh, Kane, that's the other one. Uh, so actually, three characters look like. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's three characters. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the Toe Monster Tower Defense game is actually a pretty decent-looking sort of remake of the tower defense style games. Um, there's what's the other one that's kind of popular right now for tower defense games? Is it like? Bloons TD or something. You get yeah, like the little Bloons monkeys TD. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, the, the like the key art, the cover art for it, kind of looks similar to that. But the graphics <laughs> for this game are, are much different, I think. So um, yeah. But yeah, it's a Toho themed tower defense game. What more do you want to know? Uh, and this is just the DLC for it. So the DLC is uh, looks like yeah, four ninety nine. So five bucks basically. The game itself is about. Uh, 1899 right now so and both are on steam uh, let's see here after tower defense we've got koishi navigation desktop yokai on steam okay look this isn't really a game so much and the name sort of suggests that it's just like a desktop wallpaper thing like well, what's that other one like desktop uh there's like an application that's does bonsai buddy I don't think that's the one. It's got desktop in the name. Wall, wallpaper. <laughs> I want to say wallpaper simulator, but that just sounds like an extremely wallpaper boring engine. game. Yeah, wallpaper engine. There you go. Uh, <laughs> the only wallpaper. The only uh, the only desktop slash wallpaper simulator I recommend is uh, Untitled uh, Untitled Goose Cursor, whatever it was actually called. Goose Cursor. Yeah. It, it was a. Uh, it's a play off of uh, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, the, the one where you play as a goose and you troll everyone. Oh wait, is that the isn't that the one where like you're just using your mouse and the goose just comes and takes away yes, your Yes, yes, yes. Oh man. <laughs> the goose just the goose just comes and steals your cursor at random intervals. So naturally it gets false flagged a lot as a virus. Oh. Well, that but, sounds like fun, like kind of. But here's the thing, so like I don't know how I feel about this. Because in my mind, this screams Bonsai Buddy to me. Uh, and I don't know if people out there remember Bonsai Buddy. Uh, I don't, but you can explain it. Bonsai Buddy. Oh, boy. I have to go in a little bit of a Wikipedia hole. Oh, man. You want me to explain this game first? The quote-unquote yeah, quote game? I was about to... 
I was right. about to. It's oh, um. Gosh. It's not so I much a wallpaper. This in a VM. <laughs> as much as it is a desktop sort of pet. It's it's called a desktop yokai. Koishi navigation desktop yokai. Um, you can uh, use your mouse to to poke Koishi. You can feed her very different snacks. You can chat with her in a language that oh, this is never gonna get translated, is it? Oh man. Nope. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Let me let me show you Bonsai Buddy. Bonsai Buddy was essentially you guys remember Clippy, right? Uh yeah, who who doesn't Oh wait a minute, no. It's... It does have English subtitles. What the heck? Okay, whatever. Sorry, go on. Um so Bonsai Buddy. He was supposed to be like a virtual assistant for your desktop back in I don't know, I think it was like nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And um he was he was kind of cute he can make joke he can do jokes he can saw like he could sing songs mm-hmm. there's a little thing he was also a front to funnel malware and adware and spyware into your system for years great the company that eventually published him had to go went under because they were facing multiple lawsuits because they were just bonsai money was absolutely tanking well, I uh, don't like Windows 98 and Windows uh, XP systems. But the funniest part about the whole thing was there's actually a pl- I can't remember where the website is. I got to find it. There it is. Malware database wiki. Bonsai oh, buddies on there. <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's on there. Great. Uh, there's new bonsai buddy. You can download a new version of bonsai. But buddy. why? Why would you want to? Is this? Does it? I, is it without all the other things that the first I don't one came know, with? But all I remember, all I know is when you're going to, if you're going to install bonsai buddy, open it in a virtual machine no. because I swear it's gonna blow it up. No, it's, it's like, not. Oh my gosh, it's one of those. Great. Yeah, it's it's literally like I don't trust anything. It's like uh, what was it that the icon that appears on your on your computer desktop is like, click on me. Trust me, I'm a dolphin. Totally not a virus. That's what this is. I'm a dolphin. Yeah, I okay. So anyway, there there's no there's no application here being made. Although it is a free game, so anyway, it's probably fine. It's on Steam. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we're just. We're just putting stuff that's out there as a result of looking stuff up on Steam. So, uh, as with all games, you know, play them at your own risk, I guess. Yeah, play them at your own risk. Why is this a disclaimer that we need to put out there? I don't know, but... Bonsai Buddy ruined virtual virtual assistance forever. Oh, man. You know, I... What was it? There was a, like... uh, There was a CD I got... Years ago, this is again like I, I was up in our storage room a couple days ago looking for something, and then I ended up finding, like I said earlier, the Discman, the Walkman. They're both. I actually brought them. I, I bought. I brought the Discman downstairs, uh, mainly because I just don't have any tapes to play. But I do have a bunch of CDs. I could see if it still works. But anyway, uh, one of the things I found was like a Media Plus thing. I don't remember. It was like a product from Windows or Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft. And uh, one of the things that it had, aside from like having an improved like Windows Movie Maker and other stuff, uh, were these little desktop um, like figures, like like people that would dance to music that you were playing in the Windows Media Player or whatever. Uh, and they would have like different people and different dance styles for like depending on what you were playing or whatever. 
And this was like back in the early 2000s, so it was still pretty cool, like for the time, you know? So, mm -hmm. anyway. I, uh, I think next one up we have Kadama's Adventure. Yeah. It's a little, uh, it's a little poof ball. It's absolutely the most adorable game. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on with this game. It says it's an early access, but also available. Yeah. Early access, but also download the demo and it's coming soon. So uh, this always confuses me. It says it's an early access game, but it's not actually like the full version is not yet available. So have, did you even end up reading what what the developers have to say under early access? Um, let's... that just adds to the confusion. Oh, I see. Oh, geez. OK, let me let me see here. Why early access? The answer to be better. Approximately how long will this game be in early access? Two to three M. Is that minutes? Is that months? I'm assuming it's months, but yeah, batter should be Lo better. Uh, oh, there are other ones here too. How is the full version planned to differ from the early access version? The answer, more stages. What is the current state of the early access version? The answer, three stages. <laughs> so the demo is the <laughs> early access. I think that's what this is. Well, then the confusion is like, they shouldn't have both the demo and the early access tag on this game. That's the problem. Uh, okay, a yeah. couple other things. Will the game be priced differently during and after early access? The answer, 30% sign up. Last question here. How are you planning on involving the community in your development process? The answer, take good advice. All right. It's a developer of few words. That might be a good thing if they're putting the rest of their time into, you know, making the game or something. But yeah, there you go. Cute little Toho side cute, quest adventure. Cute little puffball character like, running around, 2D side-scrolling adventure kind of thing. This is like a Toho's version of Yoshi, Yoshi's Island. You know, it's the side character that gets like his own little. Adventure. You know, that's that's not a bad uh, it's not a bad way to describe it. Even like even the graphical style, like Yoshi's Island was more of a sort of like a uh, felt cutout thing uh, for like the backgrounds and stuff. This isn't quite that but it's kind of close so yeah all right cool uh let's see we also we just want to point out uh sono higurashi versus toho universe 2 is now available that is as of august 12th so that was about a little bit more than a week ago uh we're not going to delve too much into it because we've already talked about it on uh, this program before but it is a meme game uh, you get to fight 1v, it's like a 1v1 fighter thing, but the characters are photorealistic and uh, like they're cosplaying different characters and it's silly, but that's the point. So, mm -hmm. uh, this last one here that I wanted to point out is wow, how where did that go? Lost Branch of Legend. There we go. For some reason, it took the wrong window. Okay. Uh, so this one is, well, okay, there's a few things with this. It is a proper early access game. You can buy it. It is pretty spendy for what it is. It's 10% off, but it's $27. Uh, there's no English translation of it, but um, some of the artwork for it that we're seeing, some of the screens for it are pretty neat. Uh, I'm still trying to grasp exactly what type of game it is. I figure it's a cart. It's a uh, turn-based roguelike 
card battler. Okay. So what it is is like you'll have cards that you put up and those do different moves and then you fight somebody 1v1. Mm -hmm. Why does every indie game these days have to be a card battler? Probably because it, it's from a... It's probably not that difficult to... I mean, I don't know if it's a difficulty thing. It might be a trend thing, actually, because a lot of people are getting back into some of the card games and stuff. Like, you remember, I mean, what was it? Even just a, like a year, year and a half ago, people were clamoring over physical trading cards at stores and Dude, stuff. Dude, like Pokemon? Yeah, Pokemon? Everybody was losing their minds about them. And then, yeah, even after that, there are obviously some, like, digital... Uh, uh, card games. Uh, oh yeah, MTG Arena makes a dumb amount of money. Yeah, Slay the Spire. Yeah, Inscription. Like even even back to like just regular old uh, Yu-Gi-Oh or what's what's the other one that like Zara and Nano have played before? Shadowverse. Yeah, Shadowverse. Um, so I mean, I don't play that now. Well, <laughs> uh, zero. It's zero. You're thinking of. Okay. Well, whatever. Zero. Nick, you're thinking of. He keeps trying to get me to pull cards. Uh, I'm like, you know my luck is garbage. I see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, neither of which I've played, so it's what it is. But yeah, as far as the popularity goes, I can hear an echo, just by the way. Um, as far as the popularity goes for card games, yeah, it, it's up there. That might be one of the reasons why they made one. So, who... Something is happening. What is happening right now? I don't know. Zara, you have an open mic. Yeah, Zara. Oh, my bad. All right, there we go. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing like some blockbuster film in the background. Either that or yeah, like, I'm I'm entertaining myself while I'm in this chat. Don't worry about either it. Either that or Zara is in an active construction zone, and I'm hearing like dump trucks dump multiple piles of dirt near where he is, and he should probably watch out. I mean that too, but go on. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the uh, what's really interesting is I actually like the art style, and I don't know if you if you scroll down just a little bit, Lunar, do you see those, like, where it says playable characters? Like, those screens, yeah. those look really good. Mm -hmm. If that's, like, cutscene art style, like, bro, I sign me up. Yeah, there's, like, It's only the... in simplified Chinese, though. Yeah, I mean, that that is one of the things. It's a little bit of a gamble looking up fan-made games on Steam these days because yeah, a lot of them are just going to be in Chinese and not yet translated and possibly never translated, but we don't really know. This is one of the images, by the way, in uh, in our Discord chat that uh, is from this game. Probably one of the ones that DMJ is referencing. Uh, yeah, but then there's also... There's also, uh, like, yeah, some of the other side artwork, like, you've got, like, the character next to the cards for... I guess I could grab those as well. By the way... Oh, I'm there's gonna, also this one. Yeah, there's also yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, who is that? Is it like Sakia in like a like an astronaut suit or something? Yep. I don't know. There's, so there's there's like as far as the art assets go for this, it's pretty good. Looks pretty pretty solid. Uh, yeah. Shoot, what was I saying? Um, I had a thought and I lost it. That's hmm. the artwork. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a gamble because yeah, it could be translated, it might not be translated. Um, you just don't know. But it's still worth going out there and looking to see what's available or what's coming out soon or or whatever. Because uh, a lot of the like a lot of what makes Toho what it is is just fan-produced content, whether that's music or games or artwork or all the above sometimes. Because games can have all those things. So yeah. Oh yeah. So I think that is actually the end of our list for this month. 
And uh, we've got a little bit more time here if we wanted to maybe talk about the next uh, thing I wanted to mention. Uh, we've got roughly 10 minutes or so, so that yeah. I, I could I could play music, but we'll we'll leave some of that for for next time around. Um, some things to sort of just touch base on. First of all, we've got a double event weekend this weekend, and we wanted to figure out what we're going to do tomorrow for our meetup. Um, so for those of you who don't know, our meetup events on Gensoki Radio are monthly events, just like these live shows, except they are on uh, our, well, right now they're on our Discord server in the form of a Discord stage. Sometimes, you know, it, it could be the case where they take other forms, whether they're like in person or at a, at a convention or panel or whatever. And, uh, but most of them are basically all of them up to this point have been on Discord through Discord stages. So what we do uh, during those is we cover a topic that is maybe something that we want to dive a bit deeper into, something that maybe isn't quite suited for these live shows. And so tomorrow we're going to do one of those and I've got an idea something I'm going to basically work on between the end of the show and when it starts tomorrow, because, yeah, reasons. Or, or, DMJ, I know you've got some ideas, and I'm open to discussing them here, as well as just getting some community feedback, because that's that's why uh, yeah, that's, that's why we're doing it. I think the thing I wanted to mention before was, by the way, if you don't know already, uh, join us on Discord, discord.gg slash Gensokyo. If I said that like three minutes ago, I forgot already, but it's out there now. All right. Um, so yeah, well, what do you got? Like one of the things I, I was thinking about, and this is just off the cuff, kind of like, I really want to get this going at some point. I, I remember pitching this idea of Metal Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order for Metal Mondays to work, I want to make sure I can get like I target I target the hardcore metal audience and our normal listeners. And I try to find the middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was thinking was like maybe getting a, a questionnaire or something together, um, kind of gauge our broad listeners out sure. there to just see like what are their musical tastes and kind of just like average like what what everybody's kind of like where everybody lies on the on the heavier side of music i'm not even talking like metal but like even rock just so that when we do metal mondays and because i i'm not accepting it if i want to do this so bad Mm -hmm. um that we give you guys like the best experience like possible yeah and and this is a program that dmj would be spearheading so any feedback would be squarely directed to him i'm I'll, I'll provide some you know feedback and suggestions here and there but in terms of actually running the show it's gonna be his so oh yeah very much and like is... how dmj's hangout was yeah but this one will definitely be a little bit more i'm gonna try to polish it up more than hangout was sure <laughs> yeah like you even talked about the idea of maybe inviting some folks on every now and then which um i have mixed feelings about because i also like we have had a pretty distinct uh, drought of guests for the last while, and that's going to change. I really was trying to get someone on for this show, and they just were slow getting back to me. So, uh, but like for the next few months here, basically through the end of the year, pretty much, I ideally would like to get a guest on for like every show between now and the end of the year, and then after that, I don't know. We'll see. So, but uh, but yeah. 
Uh, in terms of Metal Mondays, uh, that just being DMJ's thing, I know there's a lot of music that tends to get filtered out of the regular rotation on sort of the, just the 24-7 station side of things. So this would be his opportunity to uh, put some of that stuff out there for, for folks. And I we already know that there are folks out there who would be interested in uh, such a program, you know, getting this out there and getting it in front of people and talking more about some of the, the, the heavier, uh, you know, metal or rock related music that's out there. That would be DMJ's jam. So, yeah, that is like right up my alley. I've mm-hmm. been looking for I have like ideas for like logos in my head. I have like a banner. It would be interesting to see how many people how people are capable of handling some of the heavier stuff that you that you listen to i mean yeah. i do too but you know yeah like, well, like that we kind of dis- the stuff that we kind of discuss yeah the, the stuff that i would the, the, the stuff that i turn into um clone hero maps for you to play well there's that but then there's also like you know hog 2 i mean one of my favorite songs off that of that uh album is forego my flesh so if i take any any indication like sounds like everyone would like to see how many people are actually capable of handling some of the screamy stuff that's a solid halloween sounding title but uh yeah that's basically if it i was explaining it to somebody if it didn't make your average suburban mom in the late 80s early 90s flip their lid when they try to listen to their song backwards you're doing it wrong (laughs) That is basically what <laughs> what I want. That was like the gauge. But that's something I've been wanting to do. Metal Mondays. So that way we got a metal crowd who mm-hmm. want to listen to something a little heavier that kind of gets filtered out yeah. from he- from our regular rotation. Get a chance to listen to what they want yeah. they list- want to yeah. listen to. For sure. And uh, with that, um, you had mentioned uh, Hongang of Gensokyo. Again, I had listened to some of the tracks from 1.5. Uh, again, we have two, it's just not up on our site yet, but uh, some of the songs, some of the tracks from that album are, like, I don't even know what you call them. You probably have a better idea of what some of the technical terminology for that stuff is, but, like, the double or quad, like, bass like bass drum or, or kick drum stuff, it's, like, just makes it sound, you know... Like, Blast beats? Probably, I guess. Uh... When I hear stuff like that, I'm like, okay, this is probably a bit much for the rotation, so it just doesn't really meet it. There, There's stuff, it's not just limited to metal, it's also, you know, stuff that's like electronica. Like, for example, most, um, ah, what was it called? Most of the songs from, say, like, Twisted Bouncers 5, for example, there's one song on there that I think actually is at the end of our, our track list for this evening. We're not going to get to it, but... Um, but there's like yeah the one song that is tame enough to maybe hit the rotation uh all the rest of the stuff is just like it's really sort of on one of the ends of the spectrum and that's that tends to be what gets filtered out but and that's this entire album well (laughs) so that's so that's the difficult thing and that's, yeah, two that's, probably has like maybe two songs on it that can make it into standard rotation. Like DMJ, and like to his credit, he recognizes the like sort of the the, the raw talent and the the composition and the way that stuff has been put together and the people who are are involved in making it and the process they go through and all this stuff that tends to get left out a lot in conversation. But it is you know for people who are into it. 
well worth sharing and well worth talking about. And that's what Metal Mondays, I think, that's part of what it would aim to do is just get, oh, yeah. like, you know, talk more about that end of the spectrum. Sure, not everyone's going to like it. Sure, like, that's fine. But if you don't, like, it's not for you then, you know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is. And, and, and like, and, and people, like, like a good example is like harsh vocals. Not a lot of people like harsh vocals yeah. and I get it, but there is a lot of nuance and talent when it comes to doing harsh vocals correctly. Uh, I mean, charismatic voice just put out a video of, of Will Ramos of Lord of Thrower getting a landrioscopy where they shove a tube da- uh, camera down your throat and have him sing. And it's possibly like with a, like a panel of experts where they're sitting there like, oh my gosh, this is the, probably the most insane insane thing we have ever witnessed and it's just like that kind of level stuff and why i'm like really like going crazy about this specific album to create to destroy is because people like ux are doing crazy things with their voice and i want to bring these people on and kind of like talk about like hey how you take how do you tackle the guitar writing process or how do you arrange the drums or how do you, how do you, what are your tips for vocalists? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. people who want to get into this scene. Yes, indeed. All right. We've got a, probably a few more minutes here before we're going to wrap up. So, just some station housekeeping things. Our meetup podcasts are now available on, I believe, the two most recent platforms are Spotify and Deezer. So if you want to look uh, Gensoki Radio up over there, our live uh, shows, our recordings of the live shows are already up on both of those platforms, but meetups are new over there, so you'll be able to listen to those on the go. If you already use those platforms, it's going to be up there. Uh, we've also got, um, let's see, there's some store stuff that I'm pretty sure I mentioned would have been up like the weekend of the the previous show, and uh, they're not up yet. Uh, my excuse for that isn't super great, but here it is. Um, I was taking a summer course, and it was a writing course, and it was really intense, and now it's done. So I have more time, and by more time I mean like two weeks before fall starts up, uh, to, to get some of that stuff done and out of the way. So um, we've had uh, some women's shirts up on our store for a while now, uh, the Tohoet series. They're slightly different colors, um, they're, they're up and available, and uh, we've sampled a couple of them. They're really soft, but also none of us are uh, that, you know, uh, people who want to wear that that sort of shape of shirt. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, we've got them now, and we've had them like pretty much all summer. I'm just putting it out there again for folks who maybe were looking forward to, uh, to that. Uh, we've also got, um, I shared the Gensoki Radio baseball cap, or the dad cap, depending on what you want to call it, uh, with some folks, some folks were, were into it, uh, wanted to get one. They haven't been up on our store yet. Um, reason for that is that, uh, there's a little bit of a mismatch right now between the, so like we got a sample, obviously we took a photo of it, uh, turned out really well. And when like just doing sort of a test order, we went to go be like, okay, uh, an order has been placed. How does this look on sort of our back end? And it's a, a, not exactly clear uh, what the colors are. They, they mismatch a little bit, but then again, that's probably just because we did a little bit of like manual work with, uh, with the manufacturer and their support team and stuff. So um, 
But yeah, once we get that squared away and we know for sure how things are going to turn up uh, when a sale happens, we'll get those up on our store so that they're available to folks. We have the... Uh, we shared these up on Instagram. I don't know how wide that's gone, but uh, we have the Indigo Snapback. So our Indigo text logo, we have a Snapback version of that. Uh, we also took, obviously, photos of it. It's up on our Instagram. And I don't know if we've shared that up on Twitter. It's a little bit more common. Um, I don't know how many folks actually follow us on Instagram. It's probably not that many, but uh, it's up there. It turned out really nice. It's one of those, um, it's one of those embroidery things where they use uh, puff embroidery so like it's super embossed it turned out really nicely also has a little gr logo on the right side uh, of the hat so that's cool too and we've got our indigo t-shirts as well and we've got some new stickers that are still upcoming we just haven't had uh the time to to finalize the actual like print versions of those and get those out but uh once once that's done we'll have those up as well um, to anyone who gets something from our store, we usually throw in a couple extra like GR logo stickers anyway. So uh, I'm kind of hoping that'll be like with more stickers, we'll just have like more options to, to like throw in a like maybe a GR logo and a another thing or something like that. Um, yeah, um, Redux to you're absolutely right. Some of our social channels are just kind of like not in basic about we need to update that page. <laughs> so thank you for reminding me. Uh, and then the other thing, I guess the last thing here is that Indigo has been up and available for some time. It's a great way to support the station and keep up, uh, you know, just make it so that our costs for running uh, server rental, co-location, uh, domains, um, all the different servers and things that we have to run and maintain, uh, that we can keep up with all of that, because uh, it's not free it's not even necessarily that cheap even these days to to run our station so uh indigo is a great way to to help support that it is uh, what indigo is is our membership program on gensoki radio one of the big benefits you get with that is you get access to our lossless stream so if you want to stream in that sweet flak format uh you get access to that through indigo so and uh the basic version of that is 4.99 and then you also get like some you get like a little badge next to your your discord name you also get a badge next to your name on the forums on our website and uh, there's also like a step up from that it's indigo plus there's literally only one benefit to that you get a different badge it's a little bit cooler looking that's it um we we don't super encourage people to go that route but if they want to support more that's just one way to do it so yeah so there you go. Hey, and uh, Karsika says, yes, it is real. They're listening via Indigo right now. So hello out there. Um, uh, one other housekeeping thing. Yeah. I just completely crossed our mind. I don't know how it crossed yours, Lunar. Check out my new review. Yeah, actually, we had this We had this up on... I, I had this up somewhere here. Yeah, yeah uh, it was check out my new review. Yeah, DMJ is doing music reviews again. His latest one is uh, about... Is it the... History yeah, Begins. History Begins. Hatsunetsumiko's. So... Uh, he puts that out there. It's an interesting comparison a little bit between some of the original tracks as they were published back in those years. And then History Begins is, of course, sort of the the, the redo, the remake. DMJ uses his own terminology. What, what did you end up calling it? Sort of? Retreatment, because yeah. that's what they call it in on Spotify. Okay. So yeah. that's what I was calling it. So yeah, it's a, it's a good one. We played one of the songs from that album tonight, uh, The Glitter. So that one, it's there's just some some subtle variations and obviously like they're very 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 similar but there's enough variation 
in some of them, uh, you know what? Go, just go read DMJ's review. It talks about it. Uh, that's all the time we've got for tonight's show. So, <laughs> so thank you very much, everyone, to tuning in tonight. Kentucky Live number one hundred and nineteen. Uh, once again, it has been announced we will be at Toho Fest twenty twenty three in Southern California. Uh, we'd be we'd be pretty pleased as punch to see a lot of you out there. So. We, uh, we hope we're able to, to meet some folks in person. Uh, and yeah, we'll, uh, we're obviously looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the challenge of hopping from one city to another city to another city and then back home. But that's my own thing. Uh, yeah, yep. it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what our booth might look like. Um, so that's it, guys. Again, thanks for joining. Uh, this will be available as a podcast about a week from today, in case you missed part of it or if you just want to listen to it again. And uh, that's going to do it for tonight. So thank you to DMJ and Zara for joining me. I am Lunar here for Gensoki Radio Live number 119. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Till then.